Yeah, and this episode is brought to you by Rare Bandy. Welcome to Bandyland for your artwork and merch because art is everything and everything is art. So, all right, guys, we're going to get this one right. On three, we're going to say welcome back to our extraordinary thoughts put on their mind. One, two, three. Welcome back to our extraordinary thoughts. Mine. Mine. Now, before we get started with this episode, don't forget to hit the subscribe button, like this episode, share this podcast, and if you can, do me a favor, head on down to the review section and leave an honest review because this podcast was dedicated to helping us become a better version of ourselves. And I don't know what that version is, but I know that just like we need a little bit more money, just like we need a little bit more sleep, just like we need a little bit more of anything in life, we deserve to be a little better than what we are right now. I mean, you know, I, I needed a leader to, you know, put, that's why I told my, my subordinate level leaders, my staff NCOs, mm-hmm. understand that everything that you say, it is nothing but a good idea. Because mm-hmm. how do you get 18 year old Barry to want to do what Demetrius is talking about? Demetrius has lived five, 10, 15 more years of life than me. I respect the guy, but. When he's done talking, it's Friday. I'm going back to the barracks, and I'm going. I'm going right back to my antics. I'm going back to right back to my vices immediately. And until you put meat on the bone and you say, "No, Doug, we're not. I'm not asking you. We're going to learn about education. We're going to learn about martial arts. We're going to learn about things that will teach you lessons that I've already learned. And it's not an ask; it is a task on this one, and we're going to do it. And then I go, "Oh crap." You know, staff sergeant, he's, uh, he seemed pretty, pretty serious. And sometimes it doesn't take hold until you're in that parent, uh, position. And then you go, dang, now I know why staff sergeant did that to me because, you know, he really wanted me to learn. hundred percent. He really wanted me to get like, get that experience. And, you know, but they, they would, my staff and would come to my office and complain every single day without fail. Oh my gosh, they're so mature. Oh, this generation, this, oh, blah, blah, this, you know, social media, mm-hmm. you know, this guy's crying because he lost his girlfriend. He's 18. You know, I always sit back and I think like, it's a cycle. You know what I mean? And I, I never fought the junior Marine because I was the junior Marine at one point. Thank you. You know, it's, it's, he's going to be me one day and then he's going to encounter him. Like it's a cycle. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and like, it's always been my big frustrating, uh, like my biggest like frustration with it is that can we stop acting like as if we just appeared in the military at this rank, at this age, at this level of experience, we made the same mistakes that they did. You know what I mean? You, I do. You, you, you you would be lying if you said that you weren't that stupid Lance Corporal. Or let me rephrase that, that emotional Lance Corporal, because that's really what it is. You know, you're yeah. coming into the military, you know, testosterone high, trying to figure out your emotions, and you got a whole lot of freedom and cash. Well, I mean, recruit training is a perfect example. I look back at it now, and I know beyond the shadow of a doubt I could do it because I already did it number one but number two I've encountered so many more difficult things than that but up to that point in my life that was one of the most difficult things that I had ever done and and part of the reason was because I gave it everything I had 100% and so I mean that that's a prime example right there but like I said they you know we have unreal and, and that's where I would kind of give them a little bit of a talk on expectation management you can't expect them to be you, man. They're not you. Okay, you can't fast forward an 18-year-old person to 30 years old. And I would ask him and to try to put it in perspective. Hey, hey, brother, hey, sister, you're 30 years old, okay? When you look back on your 25-year-old self, what do you think? Did you have it all figured out? Do you look back? They look back. They're like, they go, every time. Oh my gosh, I was lost. Now, did you think that when you were 25? No, I thought I was no, on the I right path. I never thought that, right? I never thought that. <laughs> okay, you didn't think it. Guess what? They're not thinking it either. 
And, but, but that's how your life is going to go. You're going to look back in a few years and you're going to go, Oh my gosh, look at what I've learned. Look how far I've come. That's how you know you're on the right path. That's, you know, that's the, that's the time progression, time elapsed photos that we love to see the body transformations. That's what it is. You, you look back and you go, man, I'm not where I want to be, but you know what? I came a long way. I love that. And I'm asking you to help those devil dogs. Like I've told them before, I put it in a couple of speeches. Never make a Marine feel stupid when they come to you and always give them your time. And if you don't do either of those, you just may never hear from them again. And you may only get one opportunity. And if you screw it up, they're going to go tell all their friends. And you may never get the opportunity with whoever they told. Oh, he, he, he won't. He's always busy. He fucked me over. Yeah, I asked him a question, and he just berated me in front of everybody. You just, you just guaranteed that them and everybody else who, who heard you verbally berate them because they asked a stupid question. I'm not going to say there's no such thing as a stupid question. I don't know if there's a such thing as a stupid question. I've heard some that I thought to myself, you're a damn Yeah, idiot. that's a stupid question. You know, I'm like, <laughs> you're, a damn, you're a damn fool. But did I say that? No, I didn't. I didn't say that to him. You know, I, I didn't say that to him because I really feel like. You know, I feel like at that moment right there, I've had a question like that asked to me and I had to catch myself. And I was like, look, man, ain't no, ain't no such thing as a stupid question. But Lord knows you walk in the line right now. <laughs> you walk, you walk in the line, man. Like, I don't know. If the, I don't know if God sent you to test my patience to yeah. see if I still got it. But uh-huh. I'm going to do the best that I can to give you the answer. But I'm going to just let you know. If there's if there was a good question and a dumb question, you walk in that line right now. I'll be back with it. But hey, just know, just know this ain't a, this ain't one of the top, most top my top five questions right now. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, but 100%. Uh, what's going on, everybody? It's that ordinary podcast with the extraordinary thoughts that tells you to stop being great and be extraordinary. I'm your host, Demetrius Thigpen, also known as Meech Speaks, and welcome back to another episode of Extraordinary Thoughts for the Ordinary Mind. You know, saying that after a long break, it just you 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 think that you're gonna get right back into it, but I kind of felt myself misstepping a little bit at first. I was like, "Oh man, I'm I, I'm not even gonna lie, I'm nervous. I'm nervous yeah. because the last time that I got to sit down with a sergeant major, I was getting battalion level in JP. <laughs> that was the last time. And I've been there. Did it change my life? Absolutely. And not a lot of times do I have like a bucket list. You know, I, I try to live my life to the fullest, but I definitely do have a podcast bucket list. And I remember yeah. sitting back and I was writing down like my vision board. I was like, people I want to see on the show, people that I just want to sit down with and have a conversation with, just sit people that I could just sit down and just get a little moment of their time. And, and when I said that you were at the top of the list every single time, it's, it was almost like, I was like, I got to I gotta do it. I have to sit down. I have to just, hey, can we just get down for an episode? Can we just do this? Because the information that you give, you don't get that often. And then when I say you don't get that often, it's always like it was a mystery. I remember PFC mm-hmm. Thick Pan. I remember Lance Corporal Thick Pan. I remember Corporal Thick Pan. Corporal Thick Pan was one hell of a Marine. Piece of shit, <laughs> but but one <laughs> hell of a marine, you know. Ugh. And I had to learn everything, and to see you give information out every single time, it's like as if every now and then I can just sit back and be like, I wonder, you know, if I have a question, I immediately go to your page because I know you talked about it. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I got your friendly neighborhood sergeant major, sergeant major bull on the show today. Was that a good in- was that a good intro? That was amazing. You know, you built me up. I don't know if I can live up to the expectation that you you put out there, but in typical marine fashion, I'm going to give it the old college try. 
<laughs> I appreciate you having me on here, man. You are, um, you're somebody in my life that makes me think that makes me evaluate myself, that makes me look inward because of the fact that you strike me as someone that I can really relate to on so many levels, one of which just being a, a humble person and really being self-aware, being aware of the fact that like, I could be wrong about a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. I could be right, but I could be wrong. And, you know, so that's, that's just a small piece of what you represent to me. And you're just, you're very well-spoken, professional, and extremely articulate. I just want to say that I really appreciate everything that you put out. You're also extremely funny. I will, <laughs> I will be laughing when I watch your stories. I, sometimes I don't know what direction you're going to go and you hit me where I ain't looking and I need that. And uh, so, you know, that's a represent to me, man, but amazing intro. And thank you for having me. Uh, I appreciate that. You know, it's it's one thing that I promised myself when I did the relaunch was that I would start getting closer to me. And a lot of people don't know is that I'm I'm I wanted to be a comedian before I wanted to do anything. And I've always just been charismatic. And I, I always see I see the world so differently that I can't help but not laugh about it and today i was talking about the bare minimum you know we get so surprised about the bare minimum like like you know i'm showing up to work early i i, I got i got fresh candies like that's the bare minimum and you know you my frustration with it was when i used to hear ncl say you know i take care of the marines that's your fucking job <laughs> That's your, that's your job. Yeah. You know, that's like your mom saying, like, I put a roof over your head. Of course you do. <laughs> you live here too. I fed my kids dinner. You're like, ain't that what you're supposed to do? Ain't that what you're supposed to do? Like, you the one that brought me into the world. You know, like, you the one that said, like, you know, like, I want to be promoted. Like, that's your job. That's you your know job. I, do your job. And I bring that up, Sergeant Major, because I've come across a lot of Marines that just did their job. I've come across a lot of Marines that just did their job. But when I when I when I see you easily, easily above and beyond what what what's expected, above and beyond, and I'm not just talking about like just as a Sergeant Major, just as a Marine. I'm talking about just above and beyond, just as a human. Oh, wow. I appreciate that, man. That makes me really, uh, that's very humbling to hear you say that. Now, one of my questions is just, can we just go back to the very beginning? Just get, get a little background to it. Yeah. Where, where are you from? Where you came from? How you get into the military or the Marine Corps? Yeah, so I, I grew up in a, in a city called Pass Robles, California, which is really close to Fresno. Um you know, and I, yeah, I got family in Bakersfield and all the way up to, you know, Redding, California. So definitely like a Northern California guy. And I was a bit of a troublemaker. Um, I would consider myself an entrepreneur, if you will. And, uh, really, Somebody who, as a young man, didn't really care about a whole lot. Um, but I think deep in my heart, I knew that that wasn't how I wanted to be. I knew that wasn't how I wanted to end up. Um, I completely forgot about filling out the little card you fill out at, like, the high school, you know, job fair uh, or what have you. Um, and I did that, I want to say, as a senior, you know. But up until that point, it really was just nothing. I was just... Every day was, what, what can I get myself into? What crimes can I commit to, like, make some money and stuff like that? I spent a lot of time on probation. I was, I was that guy in your, in your high school, you know, that had the POs having to come visit me and everything else like that. Um, you know, nothing, nothing scared me. Uh, and that's just how I live my life. And, I got a call one day 
the army recruiter. I've been talking to him and he called me and then he abruptly had to get off the phone. I remember because I was thinking to myself, man, this guy's a flake. He's a freaking flake. And I don't think the military is for me. Like if I want a job, I guess I'll just have to go like work in the steel yard with my brother, you know, and, uh, or do some other type of manual labor, like paving. And I hung, I put the phone down and it rang immediately. It was a Marine Corps recruiter. This guy's motivation on the other end of the phone was like intense, you know? And he's like, I'll be at your house in seven minutes. In my mind, I'm thinking that's impossible. Cause I know exactly where the recruiting station's at. I was like, there's no way you can make it. He's like, okay, so if I do, then you're going to come to my office and we're going to talk. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I kind of laughed. You know, I put the phone down. I tell you what, he must have been there in six minutes if he, if he was there in five. It was like, you know, and of course oh, I serious. asked him, like, how the, heck, how the heck did you get here that fast? And he was like, you know, he spit out like some kind of Marine Corps recruiter jargon that probably was a lie. <laughs> and, you know, he, he's like, he's like, oh, it was like some combat defensive driving course or something. I don't know. And it sounded great. And yeah. then there I was in his office, you know. And uh, we talked for a little bit and we watched one of the videos he had, you know, because remember at the time, this is in 1998, we didn't have, there was no YouTube. Computers weren't even like a household thing. It was like, who would need a computer? I don't understand why I would need that. That's for people that work in businesses. And, um, you know, the rest is kind of history. It took me a long time to get clean and stuff like that as far as like stuff I had in my system. Uh, you know, so, and then... There I was the following November at MCRD San Diego, California, man. And yeah, so that that's where it began. What year? What year was that? Nineteen ninety eight. Nineteen ninety eight. You know, I, I I told myself that I would get past the when someone tells me what year, I would stop envisioning where I was during that year. Well, I'm gonna just go ahead and just say it. I was eight years old. Well that I was, was that was the year that Google was invented. If right. you wanted a movie, you had to go to Blockbuster. <laughs> um, Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls was the number one song. Uh, a gallon of gas was a, was on average a dollar, I think, sixteen in the country. Damn. Uh, minimum wage was like five bucks and some change, and uh, yeah, I mean. Those are some of the fun facts I gave during my retirement speech. So if you're like, where the heck did he get all this stuff? I looked it up, you know. <laughs> that was also the year that California was the first state to ban indoor smoking. So before then, you know, your dad was like smoking your face at the McDonald's. You know what I mean? Yeah, we could be at a we could be at a restaurant, you know, enjoying a, a strawberry daiquiri, having a cigarette. You know? That's right. It was a different time back then. It was a different time back then. That's right. Now, speaking yeah. of times, you know. You came in at a different time, and you have watched the, the Marine Corps grow and change with the times. And yeah. one of my biggest things is stepping forward. I can say that I've never seen a SAR major on social media the way that you were. I've never seen it. And I just really want to just say, like, when, where, what, what got it started? You know, I... I have an Instagram. I want to say my first actual post. I'd have to go back and look. So I'm sure somebody's going to fact check me and, and, you know, but I'm going to have the ballpark. It was late 2018. But me being not necessarily, you know, a part of the Instagram generation, I was trying to use it how every other older person uses it, which is like Facebook. And that's not what it is. Um, so I really didn't use it. I would go on there from time to time, and there was one guy, one guy, and I do mean only one that really stuck out to me, and his name was Staff Sergeant Yepes, and he go, his handle was Koke, Koke Yepes, and I didn't know how to say it, so I'm like, Koki, Coke, you know, I don't know, I don't know what this guy, um, and I would watch his videos, and I was like, man, this guy is really motivating, he's super positive. And he, he was a prior drone instructor. I was a prior drone instructor. So I got a laugh out of it. Every time at the end of his videos, he'd be like, scream. And, uh, and, and that stood out to me. So one day I was just messing around and I finally figured out, I asked somebody, it might've been 
uh, Master Sergeant Polanco, USMC, mm-hmm. I forget his, his handle, USMC 9999 or 99. I love him. I love him. Yeah, oh, he's amazing. Yeah. Um, and I was like, hey, how do you use your story? Like, I don't even understand how to do it. He, anyways, he walked me through it and I just picked up my story and started recording. And I would record on the way to the gym every morning. That's just what I would do. And I'd be full of caffeine, just like random Sergeant Major thoughts. And uh, people started screen recording my stuff and sharing it. Mm. And then I started like getting more exposure. And I remember within a couple months, it was like, you know, I was close to like a thousand followers and people at my battalion were like, Sergeant Major, you're going to start blowing up. I'm like, first of all, no, I'm not. And second of all, nobody's even listening, you know? And, uh, and it just kind of took off from there, but that's how I got my start, man. I just really, I don't know. I didn't really have an end state in mind when I started. I just thought to myself, I want to share my experience. I want to share what's on my mind and what's on my heart and things that I see as a Sergeant major. You know what I appreciate the most about like your presence on Instagram, especially just the generation difference, right? And this has always just been one of my biggest pet peeves is that the older generation, when they when they get on social media, they can't differentiate the two. You know what I mean? Like between Facebook and Instagram. And their profile pictures are always like real close up on them. And, you know, and it, it used to just drive me crazy. I'm talking about I used to sit back and I'd be like this. Look, man, like if you're over 40, delete the app. OK, delete the app. You ain't supposed to be on here. It, it, mm-hmm. It's frustrating, but you can tell that you were learning it as like, cause I remember I will, I, I had, I was following, just watching you grow. And I was like, damn, like, like we're seeing a lot more and you can just tell that you were learning it as you were going. And one of my biggest questions was the perception that it had with the older generation, because that's one of the biggest issues that I've seen as far as like connecting the dots between one generation and social media. I got to be one of the most hated guys in my community uh, because of my presence on social media. Um, A lot of people look at it like this is unnecessary. These Marines out here have a sergeant major. They don't need you to be everybody's sergeant major why are you doing this are you are you trying to fit in are you trying to be cool you know and they really didn't want to accept my answer which is this is just who i am like you know i'm not trying to be anybody i only have enough energy to be one person and that's me i don't put on and that's what they really didn't like about me because you know i do wear cut off dickies i do wear flannels you know um that that's me. I have, yeah, I got suits and all that. I can I can dress professionally, but at the same time, you know, I, what my point is is I don't act a certain way at home, and then come to work and act a certain way. You're getting one version of Sergeant Major Bull, of Barry Bull. That is who you're getting, and uh, they absolutely could not stand my presence on social media. And a big reason was because they didn't especially the sergeant majors that were senior to me, they did not like the fact that I could have more influence than them. Oh, when we started wearing masks, I was, I gave them a simple metric. I said, the third Marine aircraft wing sergeant major, if he pulled in everybody on Miramar and gave them a brief about masks could not have the influence that I have with my social media in six hours, I reached a quarter of a million people. So if that doesn't open your eyes as to the power of social media, you know, I don't know what will, but I put it out there and it, you know, and things like that can clear up a lot of confusion. Um, be that as it may, they didn't like now. Do you feel like, because I I look at it as like a certain level of ignorance towards social media. And do you feel like with you stepping on social media, it kind of broke the mold as far as the perception that we have of ourselves? Because people look at a sergeant and they think, okay, this is a sergeant. 
people look at a corporal and they say like, okay, this is what my idea of a corporal is. And then people think of a sergeant major, or let me phrase that, Marines think of a sergeant major. And they say like, okay, this is what I, this is what I envision a sergeant major is. And now with you oh on gosh. social media, do you think that kind of like changed the mode and the perception of what people thought of that? Without question, man, but you really struck a chord right there because it's something that, you know, uh, Nip- Nipsey Hussle said, don't put your expectations of me on me. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do to each other. Before people would ever walk in my office or ever call me or message me or email me, they had an idea in their mind of what a sergeant major is and, and probably, in my case, more importantly, what they're not. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's something that always bothered me, you know, because I'm not here to fit your expectation of what a star major is. I'm me. I'm a real person. Um, you know, but really why I think it, it ruffled a lot of feathers and still does to this day is it's almost like this old you know, drill instructor mentality. Like the recruits can never see me eat. They can never see me drink water, sit down, blah, 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 blah. I've heard that. And I had Sergeant Majors say, like, I don't want Marines to see me when I'm in my civilian PT gear. I don't want Marines to see me when I'm at my house. I don't want Marines to see me before I step on the exercise bike like you do. I don't want Marines to know what music I listen to because of the, there's a mystique there. And it helps us, it helps us maintain that barrier. And they really didn't like the fact that I wanted to eliminate that barrier. That was, that was, that became one of my number one missions in life on social media because why? Because I've had Marines message me so many times and say, I'm staying in because of something you said. Your videos motivate me, motivate me every day. I've never even met you. And I watch you every single day. I've had gunnery sergeants say, I want to be a first sergeant now because of you, because every other sergeant major, first sergeant that I've encountered, that's what they do. They have that barrier. And you totally eliminated that. And you showed me that there's another way. And I want to tell them like, hey, you got to be yourself. And we say that so much. But when I say it, what I mean is, I'm the curveball that nobody sees coming. I don't fit anybody's mold for anything. And that's just, and and I'm not saying, that's not necessarily a point of pride for me. But it's like people don't expect me to get on Instagram and sing in Spanish. They don't expect me to be able to lift weights the way that I lift weights. They don't expect me to be a funny guy. They don't expect me to eat a ridiculous amount of food on a Saturday. But I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a beautiful person, just like you are. And if you keep your mind open and you listen with a listening ear that's ready to hear, you just might learn something. You know, one of the biggest things that echoes throughout this is that sometimes I feel like in the military, we get so caught up in the rank that we wear and the perception that we have to the populace and to our Marines Ooh. that we almost forget that we're mm. human. Mm. That's deep. And to see you on social media, it, it it was almost as if like, and this is for me, this is what I saw, was that we're, we're still human. We mm. still have fashion sense. We still have hobbies. We still have things that we enjoy. You know, because up until then, it was always yut, 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 kill, kill, kill. But... What are you in between those two moments right there? You know what I mean? And to Mm. see you on social media, it shows a certain level of humanity that I feel like we try to hide so much. We do because if our younger Marines see us in a way that we try to conceal that that makes us more human, that makes us more relatable. Mm-hmm. I think at the root of it, at the core, at the foundation, there is a fear. It's fear-based living 
there is a fear, I believe, that I'll be less effective as a leader. When in fact, I was thinking that. And in fact, I will be more effective because they are going to endlessly want to come to me with who with their problems, mm-hmm. with their issues, with their quote unquote stupid questions. You know, I was just thinking that. That the more we show that we're human, the less of the image is being portrayed. And it's the image that is leading the Marine and not the person that's leading the Marine when it should be the person that's actually leading the Marine. You know, when I, uh, I, and I didn't always do this, I will be honest. Uh, when I looked at it, like I really am, I'm only borrowing all this stuff. Uh Um, and I really started looking at it like, and you know, I know we're not all going to like get along and be friends and stuff, but you know, I never went around and I never said, I'm not here to make friends because in my experience, the people that said that use that statement as a license to basically be unloving, to be unkind, to be unapproachable, to not lead, to be a jerk. hundred percent. You know, I, I, I do think you should make as many friends as possible. I love having friends. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I know that we're not all going to be uh, friends, but when I looked at the relationships that I had and I thought to myself, 20 years from now, I would like this to be a hug and a beer. You know, what do I need to do? How do I need to interact with this person if that's my desired end state? Mm-hmm. Like, we're both out of the Marine Corps. We're both out of the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. And if you and I bump into each other, but I say, dude, let me buy you a beer, man. I haven't seen you in years. Come here. Come here, man. We're going to take a picture. Give me a freaking hug over here. And I'm going to buy you whatever you want. I'm going to buy you some dinner. We're going to hang out and we're going to talk about old times. If we can't do that, I don't know, because it's almost like when you're a kid. You know, you remember when you were a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Think about when you were a senior in high school. How much uh, difference did you, you know, was there and did you perceive freshmen to be? They're, they're just like, they're guppies over here. Yeah. Right? And you're a big homie over here, right? Mm-hmm. But in the grand scheme of things, we're talking three years. Just three years. Three years. And we do that sometimes in our early Marine Corps careers. Mm-hmm. You'll be an NCO who's really, in my case, you know, I want to say I was 20, 21. Mm-hmm. And Same. it's like I'm looking at 18-year-olds like they don't have, in fact, like they don't have a clue, you know? It's a two-year difference between is, us. And it's nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that I didn't learn. I didn't have that experience. I'm not trying to take away from anybody, especially, you know, NCOs. You know I would never do that. But my point is, is on the grand scale, mm-hmm. it's really, it's really minuscule. And I'm using it to illustrate the fact that when you are both out of the Marine Corps, 20 years from that day, would it be a handshake and a hug and a, and a meal? Or would it be, I still want to knock your teeth out and I wouldn't piss on you if you're on fire? Because mm. there's that too. 100%. When now, I did that, I think my leadership really changed. Now, speaking of leadership, as we talk about like the older generation, and I, and I, I let me phrase that the old generation, what was the perception that the younger generation had on seeing you on social media? I think the majority of people loved it, uh, but there was those people that were very rigid, like this is what a sergeant major is and this is what they're Mm -hmm. not, and they just thought it was totally inappropriate. All the time, every time, I still get messages like, you shouldn't be on TikTok, you know? And I ain't, on t- I ain't on TikTok making like dancing videos or nothing like that. I you put know? the same stuff I put on. I put the same stuff I put on Instagram. But it's just because TikTok is cringe, and I'm okay if, if, if you think it's cringe. Okay, to be real with you, I hate TikTok too. But you know what? The market is there. You know, and okay. I always look at it like 
TikTok is only cringe because we only know it for the dance videos. TikTok has this plethora of things on there. You, you know, so it's like, once again, it goes back to like the perception of what we have of something. I mean, I'm cool if people think it's cringe, but I don't know why you got to put your expectation of me on me, like Nip said. Why do you got to put your expectation of me on me? You don't like it, okay? Keep moving to the left. Keep moving to the left, but do it with respect. Do it with respect. A lot of people can't do that, man. A lot of telephone tough guys out there today. Oh, my God. You know, my biggest pet peeve, I don't, it, it's, it's, it's between these two right here. It's between these two. And I've told myself that I'll stop doing it. I don't argue with no private profiles. I don't, I don't go back. <laughs> like, I stopped doing it because I can't even, I can't even see you. And yet you yeah. say, like, this wild comment about me. And, for example, the crop tops. The amount of homophobia that I was met with because I decided to just wear I to wear a shirt that was from the 80s. You know, I was just like, I can't even argue with you, man, because one, we on the Internet. Two, you got a private profile. You dealing with some demons that I can't even face yet, man. You know what I mean? And the other one is the veterans. You know what I mean? And 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 thank you for your service. I greatly appreciate it. But they always tell me, how about you fix your cover? How about you do this? And I'm just like, come on, bro. Like, let's just be honest with each other. You was a shit bag when you was in Marine Corps. I'm a, I'm, it's okay. It's okay. I get it. I might not be the perception of what you thought, you know, a sergeant or staff sergeant is. But 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 let's not forget who you were before you got out. Like, like let's not mm-hmm. forget that. Like, I don't need the opinion. You know, I'll correct myself. You know what? Fuck it. I'll just go correct myself. It's funny you say that, though, man, because, oh, my gosh, I can relate to that with the people that come at you. And you know what it it makes me think? Mm -hmm. You have made a decision to take the lead, to step out, to put Mm -hmm. stuff out there. And, and, And they can sit back and, like you said, be private and just throw stones at you and go, well, hey, it was your choice. You wanted to put yourself out there. And it's like, yeah, you know. Why don't you put yourself out there? Why are you you're being critical of me over something that you've never even had the had the courage to do? hundred percent. I mean, you have it, and that's what people have done to me the entire time. The entire time, they have scrutinized. You know, just like when I came out and made a video about BCP, which I thought was a professional post. I liked it, and I got, I got. My teeth kicked in for that one. I got my teeth kicked in for a lot. But I got my teeth kicked in for that one, and my question was, okay, you know, point taken. I wrote the notes down. Actually, got them right here. Um, I wrote the notes down, and uh, but but is anybody talking about, like, changing BCP? I mean, I can fix myself. I can take everything that you've said, Sergeant Major, with a grain of salt. Point taken. But is anybody at headquarters Marine Corps? Because BCP is a joke. I mean, it's it's it's... it's it's the laughing stock, you know, of the Marine Corps. Like, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And the answer was basically no. Yeah. <laughs> now, speaking of scrutiny and just being being judged, how did you overcome that? I don't know that I have. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I have. You know, um... You know, how do you? I don't know. I think to myself, you know, I don't lose any sleep over it. But mm-hmm. I guess what I'm getting at is it's always the people that claim to be the most inclusive and the don't judge me. They're the most judgmental ones in my mm-hmm. personal experience. Um, you know... And that's what it feels like. It feels like you are literally doing something to me that you would not want done to yourself. That's what you're, you, that's what you're doing. And why? Because you've dehumanized me in some way, shape or fashion. You have dehumanized me. I'm some social media guy. It's like Cardi B said, like, okay, so I'm super famous. That don't mean, you know, these comments can't hurt me. That don't 100%. mean that, you know, that don't mean it's okay. And, and I'm just cool with being attacked 24 seven. Yeah. And I feel the same way. Like, I was like, wow, wow, that really hit me because 
You know, I don't know if I've got over it because it really it brings out old Barry. I'm just going to be honest with you. I have there's a staff a retired staff sergeant out there. This guy's got a meme page created in my honor, and he wanted to act like he was going to message me, and I wasn't going to message him back. Like, hey, I tried to reach out to you, and you didn't message me, and <clears throat> you know, almost like he's trying to punk me out. And he's got some very choice words for me, and the memes are straight up nasty. Um, and he's never met me. He doesn't know me. This is a, this is supposed to be a brother in arms, Demetrius. This guy is supposed. You know what I'm saying? We're supposed to be family, right? 100. And you know what? I told this guy like, wow. And he, first of all, let me tell you this. I know exactly who you are. I know exactly where you live. And I and I do want to have a conversation with you. And I will drop a pin. We can meet up. And we can talk about anything you want to talk about. I got some very strong opinions about you, which I will give to you to your face. And I don't mean that to imply that I'll cuss you out or I'll get violent. I don't mean to imply that. All right. But understand that, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm a grown man. I'm an adult. And that's how I'm going to come across. Um, but but that's the level, you know. And so people hit me up all the time. Hey, ignore the haters. I don't think you understand the volume we're talking about here, guys. We're not talking about a few hundred. We're not even talking about a few thousand. We're talking about a lot more than that. And and it gets to a level where you start going, wow, this is mostly staff and COs and officers, and it's mostly military members. And that's sad. And so, I, I, you know, I don't know if I've got over it, to be honest with you, because it makes me want to fight them. It really does. I'll be honest. You know, I, I noticed that. Like, one of the biggest things was that it's not – and I noticed it with the – I noticed it with the don't rush challenge, you know, I noticed it with the don't rush challenge in a way that was just, I was like, Jesus Christ, it's not even like the populace, the civilian populace is like, wow, you know, like this is, you mm -hmm. know, we get a chance to actually see these people in uniform with their own personality, with their own individuality. And then I remember just seeing it for a week straight. Just nothing but scrutiny, just nothing but meme pages, nothing but this this negative projection yeah. of y'all uh, of you and a couple of other people just in it. It even made like the news, like a couple of blogs. And I just was just taken back. And I was just yeah. like, damn, man, like we really eat our own. Like like we 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 quit to do like twenty-two push-ups, but exactly. <laughs> I'll share the suicide hotline. But before that, I'm going to berate you and, and, like you said, create a meme page in your honor. You know, that was the first time I got in hot water because of social media. I was the only one that got pulled in. I was the only one that got counseled. I got sent home. Uh, there were some very important people that I thought were going to call me because I was told they might call me. And in the end, I was told that's not what Sergeant Majors do. And what somebody had ended up doing was they took the clip because the video was public, as you know. They took my clip and they put it on TikTok. And so it came across like it was a TikTok. And I was like, I don't even have a TikTok account. So I don't know what you guys are, are kind of talking about. It was it was a clip that was taken really out of context. And uh, that's how that whole thing went down. I was, you know, like I said, I was the only one that got pulled in, even though Comstrat had edited that video uh, and it had been reviewed by the uh, by the lawyers on base. Is it once again? It's just always that we swear up and down like we're here for each other, and this is and this is what my honestly like my favorite thing about you is, is that you legitimately are here. You know what I mean? Like it's a presence that you don't see, and I'm not just talking about like a social media presence. I'm talking about like a presence in which you know you're there, but but. We're so quick to say, like, hey, man, you know, like, hey, you know, 22 push-ups, you know, suicide awareness. Hey, man, I'm going to take a moment out. You know, it's, it's it's Memorial's Day. But we don't take that moment out and, and do it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, 100%, we don't. man. And that's the thing that really gets me, too, about – and that's why I talk a lot about negative people because – I'm not going to say I'm never negative because that would be a lie, but, I, but you know, can you really point to a time where you've seen me just speak bad on somebody, attack somebody? You know, I don't do that. I don't do that. If I have something to say, I will say it to you personally. I won't do it publicly because I was taught 
You know, you praise in public, you counsel in private. If I got something man to man, woman to man, adult to adult, however you want to put it, I'm coming in private. Like we can have the conversation. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't do that to people. And so <clears throat> maybe it's an expectation management for myself. Maybe I shouldn't expect that from other people. Absolutely. You know, I don't, I don't know if I do, but I know that it hurts when I don't get it. Just like the recognition that we don't work for. It feels good when you get it. Yeah. You know, I had to, I had to tell myself cause that, that right there, you know, as we, you know, switch gears into expectation management, you know, I, I used to have to tell myself, like, you got to remember that everybody ain't cut like you. Everybody ain't made like you. Everybody ain't going to love like you. They ain't gonna do the things that you gonna do. Like when you do it, you doing it for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But don't expect that to be reciprocated. And once I realized that, it made it a lot easier to just continue to go through everything. Mm. I mean, it's not easy. Like I said, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's a big part of me is like, <clears throat> okay, I know people are gonna be negative. I know they're gonna be hurtful. But when they actually do it and when they actually do it to you it's like that was pretty unnecessary like that didn't benefit either one of us man you just Mm -hmm. felt so strongly about something that you had to just start you had to come in so strong Mm -hmm. you know you had to come in so I've had people tell me that I should have not come back from Marja alive what does that serve I've had people explain to me what should happen to my 18-year-old daughter if she were to visit the barracks. You know? Like, I've never And we feel good people. saying that. And we, exactly. we, I've never met these people, Demetrius. I've never met them. And the thing is, once again, fellow military members. We eat our own. We do. And it's sad, man. Now, Switch gears. I just, I really want to switch gears a little bit because as we talk about just the the negative aspects of social media and just the presence on social media, can we switch gears and talk about the benefits of social media? Because just like I know I've I've benefited from your presence from a leadership standpoint, how has social media benefited you? Well. Selfishly, it's really caused me to look at the fact um, that we need to be innovative as leaders. What do I mean by that? We need to continually check ourselves. We need to continually self-evaluate and self-reflect. I always said, and I'll, I'll always say, you could not go out to the parking lot or the Motor T lot and all the trucks were broken for different reasons and try to fix them all the same way with the same tool set. So what makes you think you can take something much more complex than a human being and go out there with your quote unquote leadership style? I don't even know what that means. Mm. Am I guilty of saying it? Of course we all are mm. right. Guilty as charged. You, you got to be able to figure it out and you have to be because look at how much different you are from me and I am from the next guy and you are from the next gal. None of us are even close to being the same. Why do we think that we can do that? I'll never know. But social media to me, when I reflected on myself, meant when I was in the infantry, we used to talk about walking our lines. Mm-hmm. And that meant when everybody else was sleeping, or you're, you know, you're at 50% and they're all dug in, right? Mm-hmm. You're up and you're walking your lines. You're talking to them. Hey, how you doing? Are you freaking awake? First off, let's start there, you know? <laughs> and you're out there kind of doing your thing. Social media is the digital equivalent of walking your lines. 70% of the Marine Corps is 25 years of age or younger, and well over 99% of that population is on social media. They are getting something from there, whether you're on it or not. Do you want to be part of a message that you want them to get? That's just the question that I ask myself. I understand not everybody agrees to that. 
Now, when it comes to the, the flip side of that, what I put out to the, to the audience, I mean, it was just, it was just overwhelmingly positive, overwhelmingly positive. I've never heard this before. I had a master sergeant in a Raider battalion say, I have learned more from your social media in 1.5 years than I have from any other Marine in my entire career. I have never heard anyone speak like you do and put out the knowledge that you do and break it down in a way that's so easily digested. Boy, talk about some humble pie right there. So I hope that answers your question because, like I said, the social media piece, overwhelmingly positive from the audience that's receiving it. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. Like I said, I've had people say I was going to kill myself and I decided not to. I was going to put master sergeant on my fit rep as a gunnery sergeant, but I, I decided I want to be a first sergeant because of you. I'm staying in because of you. I'm going to college because of you. I started my TSP because of you. And, and, and you know what I say to him? No, you didn't. You didn't start it because of me. You started it because of you. You started it because of you. And... That's that's the positivity of social media. That's the power of influence. Because that's what it is. That's what it is. You know, you go watch the, the little Netflix show. Go, go watch the little Netflix show, The Social Dilemma. Mm. When people have a free second, what do they do? They pull their phone out. They pull their phone out. Um, and they consume what they want when they want. It puts them in the ultimate seat of power. But, I'm, I mean, social media is overwhelmingly positive. It's crazy. It is crazy to me. You know, one of the things that really I've been on my mind a lot lately, <clears throat> as you come, as you come to, well, first and foremost, I just want to say congratulations on your retirement. Mm -hmm. And if you have reflected the type of leader that you wanted to be and have you become that leader? Without question, absolutely, yes. I never even thought I would be the kind of leader that I was. I thought I would be this guy that just was never satisfied, always demanded more, was the disgruntled, you name it. And what I ended up being was a compassionate, positive, optimistic, tone-setting role model for young men and women. Now, my question is, is like, because we all have that moment. We all have that moment where, we're, where whether we're new leaders, you know, seasoned leaders, but there's a moment in your leadership where it's like it clicks and you're like, this is... This is this this is right. Like this is the type of leader I want to be. Do you do you mind like just telling me when that moment was? It of course it's gonna sound, you know, like no kidding, but it, it did culminate. Um, I would say in my later years as a first sergeant, because I can look back at my career and and I can go. Geez, I had a lot to clean up. I had a lot to clean up, you know, and, you know, but I can look back even as my day in my days as a young NCO and go, okay, but there's still a lot of, obviously there was a lot of goodness there, but man, there was a lot of junk I had to clean up. And the same things when I was an early, you know, early on as a staff NCO and I was a young staff NCO. I was the only uh, drill circuit in my class to, Go to M30 San Diego as a sergeant, leave as a gunnery sergeant. Well, let me tell you, there wasn't a lot of people lining up to shake my hand on that one. You know, I thought there would be, but trust me, there wasn't. Um, 
because it's like we want you to be successful, but if you're too successful, buddy, you're gonna you're gonna gain some haters out there. Mm-hmm. Like, who does this guy really think he is? I want you to be good, but not better than me. Don't be better than me. Don't win Don't more be than better me. Than because me. now, now you think you're too good, and it's like, no, I just was trying to follow the business model that y'all put out there, and I hit a couple home runs, and, and whatever the case is, but. I can look back on those days as a, as a younger staff NCO and think to myself, there was, and it just, it kept increasing. You know, it kept, the goodness kept increasing. I think a big turning point was as a gunny. I had a sergeant major that mentored me, a female sergeant major, sergeant major Irene O'Neill, who I still keep in touch with to this day. Obviously she's long retired, but she was like the first one to really sit me down and like really kind of tell me like, Hey, being a staff NCO, that ain't your license to like leave work whenever you want, man. Marines can't talk to you in an empty chair. Like you got to be present, dog. And those ain't recruits down there. You know, they're going to talk to somebody. You want it to be you, but if you think you're Mr. DI and you're just going to be hard on them at every turn, they're going to tell somebody above you. But like, don't you want them to tell you? And I'd be like, Thanks. I mean, you got a point, you know, so what do I do? Like, I don't know, you know, and she'd be like, just freaking talk to him, get to know him, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I think it culminated as a later in the years as a, as a first sergeant, because when I got, I got passed over twice for sergeant major, I had some paperwork that I had to get corrected. And it really, you want to talk about some humble pie? Oh my gosh. I was a first time for almost eight years, man. You know, um, and you better know who you are. You freaking better know who you are. You better have your freaking soul and your heart intact. Because I'd be driving to work thinking to myself, I'd be mad. I'd be bitter. I'd be upset. I'd be hurt. I'm watching all these other guys that I know I've outperformed for years get promoted ahead of me. Guys that I got promoted to first sergeant and they were still gunnies. I'm talking two, three years. But I would tell myself, are you who you really claim to be? Or are you just that guy when everything goes your way? Oh, and by the way, you got about 500 Marines at work. They're they're dependent on you. So, you know, what you decide to do, how you decide to present yourself, how you decide to act, it matters. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that really, that hits home. Because I remember, I remember that, I remember that moment. I remember that, that exact moment, you know, I was a corporal and, you know, I'm in one of them slow promoted MOSs and I remember being a corporal just waiting to pick up sergeant, just waiting. And I remember going to work. I remember showing up. I remember standing in the formations, faking, faking the applause faking the handshakes because I could not shake the thing in my mind that kept saying, that should be me. When's it going to be your turn? When's it going to be my turn? And it took that moment where it was like, am I, am I, is this really who I am? Is this really what, like, if I got promoted tomorrow, would, would that really fix me? Would that make me Mm. a better leader? You know, and that that really ate at me for so long because I just felt I felt like as if it was warping me. And it took me a long time to get over that. Well, one thing that really stuck with me. Everybody likes to say. You get out what you put in. Mm -hmm. And that's a lie. That's false, empty optimism. Because. The way that I grew up and the things that I've been through in my military career, I don't care if you gave it everything that you had. You showed up early. You left late. You worked out 15 times a day. You ran as hard as you could. You shot all the bullets. People still die. You still fail. You gave it everything that you had and you lost. Now I'm never going to give you a license to not give it all you got. But what I'm saying is I had to take a hard dose of reality and say to myself, you don't always get out what you put in. 
What you got to know is who the hell you are before you ever begin the evolution. And would you have made that decision 10 out of 10 times with the information that you had at the time? Not the information you have now. The information you had at the time, would you have made that decision? And for me, it was always yes. It was always yes. And so, you know, I'm going to give it all I got. And I don't know if I'm going to win. I'm going to believe I am going to win because that's very powerful. Your mind, you know that better than me, is very powerful. Believe in the win. But when you lose, know who you are and know that you would have done it all over again. That was how I dealt with it. You know, a lot of people, that rubs them the wrong way because we live in a society that's everywhere on Instagram right now. You put the work in, you're going to get out the results. I'm sorry, that's not how life works, man. I have friends that are either dead or in federal prison, okay? I didn't have any high school friends when I went back home just now to celebrate my retirement. I had zero high school friends. Life ain't fair, man. I grew up on government aid my entire life. There ain't no freaking rescue party. There's no rescue party sometimes. You want there to be? It's great when there is. I love having a tight circle. I love having a support network. But sometimes you've got to make the win for you and yours. Because if you don't, everybody's going to lose big. And it just, came down, it just came down to me knowing who I was, man. I would have stepped in the ring no matter what. I still love being a Marine. Now, I really, I don't know. I don't know what leader needs to hear this one, but this question had been on my heart, and this is a question that I really wanted to ask. As a leader of Marines, where do you go to bed when it's just like the day-to-day monotony of just everything, the, the, the bad just outweighed the good, the, the moments where it's just like, God damn, I just don't have it in me to take another step forward. Where do you go to vent? Because at this point, you're the highest of the highest on my chain of command. Like, if I had an issue, I can go to my gunny. Where do you go? I mean, to be honest, I go to God, man. And I and I know that that's people are going to hear that and they're going to be like, really? Uh, I had to years ago learn the concept that it's not always healthy to turn to another person. It's not always healthy to turn to another person, you know, and uh, you got to be careful what kind of advice you're getting. Um, you know, to satisfy the ears of some of the listeners, I would say, you know, there were times I would talk with my COs, um, you know, uh, at the time I was married and that's what people don't see. They don't see this last six or seven year season of my life that really, it's, it's been really hard. Uh, but you know, at the time I was married and at the, and then, you know, uh, me, me and my best friend, Anthony, um, I would talk to him about a lot of stuff. A lot of guys at my church, very tight knit uh, church family. And I'll be honest though. There were, there were times when I was uh, beginning to like go through my divorce. I'd show up to my battalion and I would legitimately, my eyes would be red and puffy. I'd put Visine in there cause I've been crying. And uh, you know, cause I was trying to keep my family together and I would go in there and be Mr. Motivation, you know, and I wasn't faking it. That was really who I, what, that's really who I am. I would, I was compartmentalizing it though. And Friday night, you know what I would do? I'd come to my little apartment over here in Vista, close the blinds and nobody would see me until Monday. And I just lay there. And, uh, that was a was a season where I learned you have to you have to love yourself. Your cup has to be full. If I come to the table expecting you to fill my half full cup, when you don't when you don't fill my cup with whatever it is that you are 
you know, bringing into my life, I'm going to be upset with you. And that's not the way to live your life. I don't believe that's the way to live your life. I should come with my cup bubbling over with joy and gratitude and thankfulness for the things that I have. And it took me a while to get there, but that's, you know, so that's my answer, man. I, I, and I gotta be honest, I didn't have a lot of days where I was at the end of my rope, uh, either because of the fact that I just love being a Marine so much. And, and, and I know that people are going to roll their eyes on that one too, but it's true, man. It's freaking true. I, I remember walking down the freaking the sidewalk, like, dude, I don't, I'm not committing any crimes. I got money in my pocket, clothes on my back, food on the table, roof over my head. And I'm doing something like honorable, you know, right now, like, like people, have, when I go back home, they like roll the red carpet out still, still to this day, you know, like that's a big deal to me. That's a big deal. So, you know, I love people and I love being a Marine. I love this. This was, this was a good episode. So I, mean, I just want to just take a moment and just say thank you for your transparency. And thank you for just giving me this moment of your time. Now, as we come to a close, it is uh, as as we come to a close. Where did it? You know, I didn't pick up this stutter until I left California. Like all of a yeah. sudden, like I developed like a stutter. And sometimes yeah. it tends to get the best of me. But as we come to a close to this episode, you know, where can we find you? Um, do you have any upcoming projects? Yeah, so my Instagram handle, as you guys know, is at bull5277. I'm not cool enough for that to have, like, some hidden meaning. That was what Instagram spit out, and I never changed it. Uh, people, Some people think it means I was born in 1977. I, have no, I don't know where they get that. Um, I was not. I was born in 1980, okay? Um yeah, so uh, my Instagram handle, like I said, at Bull5277. My TikTok is at Bull52772. Um, and I do have some projects coming up. I would like to work uh, for the VA. Um, and I'm trying to be a little bit secretive about it, but I am going to be starting a business. And, it, and uh, I, I would say imagine a personal, professional and most of all, physical development. And this episode is brought to you by Rise Scenario Based Training. That's right, Rise Scenario Based Training, where we create the opportunity so you can rise to the occasion. And just like that, another extraordinary thought left this ordinary mind. I hope you enjoyed this episode half as much as I enjoyed making it. Stay tuned Mondays and Fridays. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Meech Speaks. Once again, that's Meech Speaks. Meech is spelled M-E-E-C-H. Don't forget to share this podcast, subscribe to this podcast, follow this podcast, pass this podcast to somebody because this podcast was dedicated to helping everyone become a better version of themselves. Even though I don't know what that type of version is, I just know that you can be better. Lastly, don't forget to grab your copy of The Extraordinary Thought from the Ordinary Mind available on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. I think there's an electrical copy. You know what it is. Stay hungry. Stay motivated. I'm out.